Welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host Scotty McCoy and boy do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now Bobby Heckman and he is the director and the writer of Victim No More. Hey Bobby, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, I just want to just let you know though, um, we're not doing Victim No More anymore. Uh, we changed the the whole production. We're gonna go a different way with it. We're gonna we're gonna do instead a Teen Wolf uh, fan film um, with instead of uh, Scott Howard, it'll be the cast of Facts of Life as teenagers all turning into werewolves. It'll be. I think it's gonna be. I think it's. I think that'll be I think, cool. I think it'd be cool. I think everybody's gonna look forward to this and. Uh, and uh, Friday Thirteenth fans may not like that, exactly. but, you know, but yeah. But who's who's Jason, right? Who's Jason? Yeah, who, who's Jason really? Anyway, just he's just <laughs> you know, absolutely. He's so, Team Wolf's dad. That's the fan film. That's exactly. So those familiar <laughs> with Victim No More, um, I mean, those unfamiliar with Victim No More, uh, explain to the masses what this film is about. Like, what is Victim No More? Uh, I you know what. First off, I'm very happy that this is probably my last podcast interview, like before we start shooting, right. and you know probably probably the last time I I need to like talk about the synopsis again. Right, it does get. Very I mean, I, I'm just not I'm not big on like promoting. I mean, I should of course be promoting on all social media about the right. film and everything. But, like oh my god you get tired of yourself like talking oh, I about it and, i know like, that personally so i do understand where you're you know from. exactly what i'm talking about I how do. many times have you had to talk about 72 already or or yeah 72 sowing all of that stuff i guess every interview every uh every time somebody asks you what it's about in public and like you know it just it really does get dreadful yeah because you, you hear yourself saying the exact same thing Same-over. over and over again and then you start wondering like, man, I sound full of myself talking about the same thing over and over again. Yep. But I, I know that's probably not the way it sounds to other people, but right, exactly. that's the way it sounds. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Victim No More, it's about, it's about a child of a former Jason survivor mm-hmm. from one of the past films uh, who feels like uh, he's very paranoid in his life that his parents are very overprotective of him Mm -hmm. uh, because of the trauma that they went through in the past so he feels like he wants to help his family and help himself uh, by journeying to Camp Crystal Lake to prove that Jason is no longer around he's been dead for years that you know if he could prove to his family that Jason is no longer around then maybe that'll help them move on from their lives and maybe not, maybe he won't feel so smothered in his, right. you know, that everybody's kind of like looking out for him. And, mm-hmm. you know, that that's basically the gist of it. Um, of course, things aren't going to go the way he expects. Because <laughs> this yeah. is a Friday 13th fan film and a fan film without particular characters right. and things um 
you know, wouldn't be a fan film at all. It would just be, you know, a drama about a kid going to, you know, <laughs> going to a, an empty campsite where nothing happens. And we don't want that, you right. know. Right. So, so th this kid um, is, is w when we n see the movie, will we know who this person is from the franchise? Um, in a way, I tried to be more subtle with it. Okay. Um, I'm not like, Sorry, somebody's mowing the lawn. Um, can you hear that, actually? I can, actually. Oh. All right. Um, I'm going to close the window just in case, though. It gets yep, no problem. My window. Yep, not a problem. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> not a problem. Um... Yes, I try to be more subtle in revealing who he is and which, like, I mean, what I'm going for throughout the entire film is more the obscure references and subtlety, mm -hmm. you know, as, as far, not so much the in-your-face, like, references right. of Friday 13th movies. I mean, like, the hardcore fans will get the little things here and there, mm -hmm. and I just kind of, I appreciate that more and this is just me i appreciate that more than the in your face yeah like references that it's like oh this is obviously from part six this is obviously a right. part four reference you know because they're saying the same dialogue or right they're you know doing the same camera move or something like that you know absolutely so um, um without giving anything away about this um the per the kid from the friday the 13th uh that would be i guess the main person of the movie is he gonna be uh is the actual actor gonna be reprising the role um can't you say you mean the main oh you mean like will there be a sequel to this no like you said that the the character coming is probably gonna be is like from friday the 13th so oh, oh, will the actor oh, I'm sorry, yeah. No, he's the he's the child of one of the characters from the Oh, other I got you. Okay, that makes so, sense. So so his name is Robbie and uh you, you know the, the it'll be revealed like who he is like mm -hmm. later on in okay. the film. Um so and the fans will get it, you know. Uh, okay. it, it might not click right away when he says his last name or anything but like you know uh it, it the fans will the fans will realize it all i have to say is keep watching till after the credits that's what i have to say awesome. and, and I'm, I was, a big, I'm a big influence on like marvel films and everything right. so like i might have a like a like a mid-credit sequence and a post-credit sequence so it's just like you know so you can get all the information you need right and i'm assuming then we will like when it's revealed like who his parents are we're gonna see the the actual parent yeah, uh, well, no, you won't actually see the actual parent. But you'll you'll but know who it is. You'll you'll know who it is, um, but also, um, like I said, I, I try to I try to keep it more like subtle. I, I like to have the viewer kind of right. use their own imagination. So, like while they're watching the movie, right, and looking at the kid, might be like, you know, whose kid this might be. Okay. You know, you know, and they'll think maybe it's uh part whatever's kid or yeah. you know, like I like I like to give a lot to the viewer to like use their imagination 
working on who it might be nice. uh, until the actual reveal at the end. You That's know. awesome. So where did the idea for Victim No More start? Like, how did you come up with this film's premise? Um, well, I saw a couple of fan films on YouTube, uh, Never Hike Alone, a couple of the others, and I was getting to a point where I really wanted to make a film and my passion for Friday 13th movies is so strong, mm -hmm. especially amongst me and my friends and like the bond that we've created throughout the years right. uh, regarding those movies. I, I mean, I just love this franchise so much um, that I said, you know what? I, I had this idea for a horror anthology that I was going to do. I just put that aside. I was like, let me do this. Let me get this film out of my system so and what i did is that i started thinking about all the things that i've always wanted to see in a friday 13th film mm -hmm. uh and it's funny and i said all right i think i'm gonna go this way with it and it's what's funny is that the plot came to me so quickly <laughs> that i immediately like wrote it down and really haven't changed it I mean, there, there's been like little additions to it and, yeah. and change script changes and everything, but like the main brainstorm idea of it, like came so quickly nice. that it just kind of like, I, and then I just looked at it and I was just like, how come nobody's like tried to do something like this? Right. Um, so it came pretty quickly. So I, I kind of made a list of things that like what I wanted to see mm -hmm. in the last like 20 years. Awesome. Um, and some of the ideas of since I was a kid mm -hmm. of what I wanted to see in a Friday 13th movie. That's um, and, and, and then a couple of things that I would want to see in a modern Friday 13th movie too. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's like, so one thing I didn't want to ever write is my cell phone has no service in the woods. Right. You know, like if I hear that one more time in a modern movie, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to like snap. So it's like, all right, yeah, of course you don't have any service. I'm like, we live in a, you know, and especially where Friday 13 takes place. Like mm -hmm. if it, if it truly does take place in like New Jersey area or like East coast, I'm like, yeah. chances are you're going to have phone service. So that's one right. thing. That I'm like, right. All the, all the characters have phone service, you know? Yeah. So it's like, all right, I'm, I'm, that's something that's going in the script. So nice. if they yeah. get a chance to call the police, I'll give it to them. But, Absolutely. Now, do we have uh, when people are running? Do we see people going up the stairs instead of out the door? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Oddly enough, about ninety percent of this movie takes place outdoors in the nice. woods. Nice. So I'm just going straight up. And and another thing about the outdoors I want to mention is that I'm so happy to live in the New York area mm -hmm. uh, because. New York woods, mm -hmm. I feel like, are a very specific thing. Yeah. New York, and I mean that in the tri-state area, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, yeah, uh, New Jersey, and everything. So, like, the woods look like the woods do in the first two Friday 13th movies. Yes. They you do. Know, like, I, I'm from Pennsylvania. I know that. That's pretty much what it is. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So, when yeah. you see some of the fan films, and, of course, I like these fan films, so don't yeah. get me wrong. Right. But when you see the fan films and they're shot in California or like down south or something, you're like, you're just like, 
Well, those are giant pine trees. It looks like the redwood forest. And, you know, it's just like, well, these don't look like Camp Crystal Lake woods. <laughs> you, right. know? you know, yeah. it's just like, ah. You know, so it's just like these look like the redwoods and, and like the, the woods in Oregon or something like that. I'm like, eh, it kind of takes me out of it a little bit. I'm like, no, yeah. this, like Friday 13th is very specifically like an East Coast in the right. woods movie. That's like watching Halloween and it's in Illinois, but you see palm trees all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like yeah. that shot in Friday 13th Part 3 where they, you know, they're going to pick up uh, Vera. And you see, like, the palm trees yes. in the background. Absolutely. The Absolutely. Like, oh, it's like, cool. yeah, when did palm trees come into New Jersey, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the first movie is so obviously New Jersey, because mm-hmm. all the license plates and on the side of the truck, yeah. it says New Jersey. And it's like, yeah. and it just, it feels very New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, yeah. tri-state area. Absolutely. So... Um, yeah. So get out your uh, crystal ball. Um, are there any challenges or hardest parts that you see happening with Victim No More? Oh, my God. Yes, there's definitely going to be some challenges. And there have been a few bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. As you as a filmmaker, you know, yeah. uh, you're going to have those bumps. You're going to have, like, yep. cast changes at the last second. And yeah. <laughs> you got to be on your feet for, you know, I mean, the thing I'm dreading is with our set schedule right now i am like praying that you know a tornado doesn't come and wipe out the set on day one you know or there's like a heavy rainstorm yeah like on a certain day and it's like then we got to try to figure out where to reschedule i mean there's a couple rain dates we have but like you know like you don't know if all the cast and crew can like make it that day and like that's That's my biggest thing. And especially we have like a huge massive day that we're shooting in August mm. on one of the weekends. And yeah, it's like I'm anticipating a hundred degree weather. Yeah. Um, you know, we're gonna have endless bottles of water around and yeah. you know, and actual medics yeah. on set just in case like heat stroke comes into effect or yeah. You know, Absolutely. yeah, and you know, I'm just th- trying to take every precaution yeah. there is. Right. Thankfully, COVID sort of lightened, you know, lightened up a lot. Um, and thankfully, so, with, with cicadas are kind are kind of gone now. Because <laughs> the cicadas, those are the things that a lot of filmmakers in this area are probably were probably dreading because they can really mess up your audio. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and well, in I mean, where I live on Long Island is also. I know it's a lot of like birds, oh, like yeah. loudly chirping. Yeah, that I'm just like, you know, shut you up guys, up there. Yeah, you guys, you guys get better not try this on uh, July 17th when we start shooting this particular scene or this day. You know, is that your first day of filming? July 17th. Uh, July 12th is our first okay. day of shooting. Nice. Um, and it's going to be about a 10 day shoot. Nice. Altogether, with a couple of pickup days here and there, right. like little things. Um, but it's basically, and it's spread out along like the weekends nice. from mid July to the end of August. Yeah, that's kind of how I try to um, make how seventy two is as well. We, we start seventeenth and we end around the twenty first, and I think like the twenty eighth is like our big makeup rain day if we need to like kind of reschedule. Yeah, I, I try to try to make it as convenient, even though I'm paying 
cast and crew. Right. I try to make it as convenient as possible for them. Like right. most people work like a Monday through Friday yeah. work schedule. So it's like, all right, anybody so getting fired? <laughs> Do it you don't want nobody getting fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think we only have like one, two days actually okay. that are during the week that I'm like, well, you got to take off this day. Because nice. it's the best day to yeah. do this, and yeah, um, so that, that's yeah. So um, we're ready to go. Yeah, so you probably won't be able to um, really say any of this because I don't think it was any of it was released. But even a simple yes or no would work. Do we? Can okay. we expect any Friday the Thirteenth alumni in the movie? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, yes, you can. Um, in character. And also, well, I can't. I can't really say. So, but I mean, there had been. This is. This was actually one of the bumps that we had in the road, okay. uh, and we have to blame COVID for that, basically. Okay. <laughs> um, but I would say, and in, in character and voice, okay, you'll have, uh, you know, you'll have the. Uh, so alumni uh but there'll be also cameos from other franchises and films that we all love too that'll be a nice surprise to horror fans and uh fans of film in general right so so i know uh jill whitlow from night of the creeps she's involved with uh the film that's been released um that's been announced that's Um, one of our uh yep our big fun celebrity cameos that we have and nice so excited to have jill involved in it um uh she plays a psychologist nice uh and she i think she's gonna be fantastic in it and it you know she's been wanting to like get back into acting more and getting more roles and everything Mm -hmm. so i was just like i'm like well you gotta be in my film (laughs) because i'm good friends you're a big night of the creeps fan (laughs) I am a huge Night of the Creeps fan. Yeah. Uh, if I do have a top 10 mm-hmm. or top 5 movie, Night of the Creeps is definitely in it. It nice. was definitely a movie that I grew up watching that I had so much fun watching it. It would be it would be like that movie where oh you, you get a new friend yeah and they're kind of into horror movies or weird movies and it's just yeah. it's like have you seen night of the creeps because you got to come over and watch night of the creeps yeah absolutely so speaking um, of like uh, uh, on that subject so what are your like current favorite horror films and what horror films got you into being a horror fan <clears throat> uh my top two favorite horror films of all time will never change okay um and that is the original Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. 1978, and Halloween, 78. Nice. Uh, those two movies will just never change from my top two. Not even horror films, like to, even top two like movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm putting Star Wars aside right now. But, right. Um, but definitely horror movies. Uh, I, I'm trying to think... Uh, I would say around six or seven years old, I started diving into like horror films and seeing them and and I would go to cousins' houses or friends' houses and, you know, I would catch a piece of like Friday 13th, 
part two or three right. and, and Halloween one and two. And I, I would just start and I would just be like, what, what are these? These are, what, what is going on? I'm intrigued by these. And, <laughs> you know, and I, I wasn't so much like creeped out, but more fascinated. Right. Uh, the horror movies that have actually scared me are definitely not Halloween and Friday 13th. Okay. Um, it's more like the shining and yeah. Imagery like that's in the shining mm -hmm. creeps me out more than nice you know the slasher movies um right. slasher scotty um <laughs> but um yeah. i would definitely say the the halloween and friday 13 movies really got me into it also actually the first horror movie that really like creeped me out was night of living dead nice. uh, my mom saw that i was getting into horror movies and 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 so you know the night of the night of the living dead cassette tape you know for five bucks because right. you know you know anybody could sell those so like yeah so them at a grocery store or something there's like i oh, you'll probably like this so i watched it i absolutely loved it but yeah. that ending to me like stuck with me in a way where like you know as like a seven-year-old kid yeah where i was just like oh my god this is not a happy ending mm -hmm. and it just showed me, oh, not all movies have happy endings right. or or they can like, you know, mm -hmm. get you in a way to make you feel, yeah, you know, uneasy. Yeah. So I was like, so Night of the Living Dead is, and George Romero movies overall, yeah. just and John, George Romero and John Carpenter are my biggest influences. Right. Like they're my favorite two directors I, I yeah you know yeah it's and it's funny because when did george romero die do you remember uh a few years ago now i thought it was a few years ago because i remember it was around the time i first started out my podcast i reached out to like his agent to, for an interview and he was still alive and then like a couple of like was it a couple months ago or so i heard finally heard back from the agent years later i'm sorry oh but george romero's dead i'm like well now he is <laughs> Oh my god! How many emails did he have to go through to like respond? I know, to that? like I was so I was like shocked, like I couldn't believe it. Like I'm like, well, yeah, now he's dead. Like I look at my, I, I look, I woke up in the morning or whatever, and I, I got an email and it says podcast interview with George A. Romero. I'm like, isn't he dead? And I look at, it, I'm like, oh wait, this is an interview, uh, an email I sent back in like 2000, like what, 15 or 16 or whatever it was. <laughs> like oh my, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, yeah, I, was like, I want to say 2017. He might have died in 2017 because I think it was a year before I, I it was like a year before I emailed and I'm like, well, that's not going to happen now. Yeah. And, and then I hear back and like, I think it was like, was it like the beginning of this year? I heard back and I'm like, what? I'm like, wait, why are they asking me to interview him? Like when I seen the, just the subject title and then I'm, and I'm like, I don't, am I even that big enough to interview him? And then I look at it and I'm like, oh, this is an interview I sent like, you know, five or six or whatever years ago. Uh, I don't know. It's it's pretty funny. Maybe he's just one of those guys that like yeah. my my biggest pet peeve in the world is people who don't respond at all. Yeah. Like like at least say like if if you're not interested in like communicating with me or yeah. just say not interested at this time. Yeah. And I'll be totally satisfied. Um yeah. My biggest pet peeve is like no response. Like yeah. I understand it, but like when it's to the junk mail or something like that in your email, yeah. and they just never saw it. Yeah, right. fine. You know, then you send the email again or you call or whatever. But no response. Right. I can't tell you how many times 
I've gotten no response. And yeah, it's, I hate that. Even like trying to, because I, I booked Jill Willow at yeah. conventions, stuff like that. And it's like some conventions when they don't respond at all, I'm just yeah. like, come on, just say not interested at this time. It takes what, like five seconds? You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's not going to take much time out of your day. Exactly. So it's like, yeah. all right. All right, yeah. cool. You know, maybe another yeah. time. That one know, bothers or... me. And when it's like a celebrity that you want on your show because you know them from say Friday the thirteenth, but they're but they're literally like doing nothing now. Like they're just like they're not like they're not relevant in the limelight. And then they asked you to like to pay them five hundred dollar fee, like to have them on what? your show. Yeah. I had oh somebody God. from Friday the thirteenth, uh John Furry from part two. Yeah. It, it wasn't John Furry himself. It was his agent uh, that responded back and said that he requests a $500 fee uh, for a 30-minute interview. I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. What? Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is the agent just trying to pull a fast one to, you know, enhance his pocketbook or if that was really John Furry's fee. But I noticed when I, that I got agents that do that. For example, Tuesday night, I got an agent that says that they would like she would like to be compensated. But I messaged uh, Tuesday night through uh, Facebook and she was – more than happy to do it for nothing. So I think a sometimes lot of that's is, the way to go. Like if you yeah. could, because I've I've met and yeah. John Fury a couple of times, and yeah. he's always been very kind of cool and laid back and everything. Yeah, I I didn't um, think that would be his type of way. Because like, and if you wanted a fee, no so. matter the reason, I don't see it being that much. I mean, I'm going to be hanging out with him okay. in August. Okay. Um. So I'm going to at Monster Mania Con, actually, okay. I'm going to be there and be helping out, yeah. you know, another one of my very good buddies nice. uh, there. Uh, but I'll yeah. probably wind up hanging out with John and, you know, if, yeah. if, if, if the, uh, if, if it's in the air, you know, casual, casual yeah. hanging out and everything, I'll yeah. just be like, you, do you charge for interviews? <laughs> Yeah, like just let I'll me bring know it up. Like, I think I still I'm have like the email. A friend of mine wants to do an interview with you for like a half hour, forty minutes, and yep. you know, apparently yeah, your agent says you charge or something. Yeah, and then, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, we'll see what he can, says. Yeah, see, let me know what he says because I I might still have the interview. I I think I do because I don't think I get rid of those in it, those uh those uh emails in case I do come across the celebrity and i tell them they're like are you serious I'm, i'll like screenshot and show them and be like yeah this is what he says because some, like I, I know personally i would never charge for an interview and if i don't care how big i am i would never charge for an interview because it's free publicity it's like and then if right. my agent is trying to like get money out of an uh, out of an interviewer because you know whatever for whatever reason i know i would be pissed and i wouldn't want that person to represent me right Exactly. That's yeah. it's so bizarre. Just like, I had another 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 uh, company. Every they represent a lot of people, especially the people from Part Two. Um, I forget the name of the place. And I think they, this might be the the same people that represent John Furry. I'm not sure, but uh, they I I sent them all a bunch of emails for like a different people, and they said they would like a hundred dollars per person. I think it was like United something, United Talent Management, or something like that. I, I don't know. It's on IMDb. Um, I know it's under uh, Laura Marie Taylor and uh, and um, and uh, maybe Amy Steele. Uh, oh, I all right. Well, I I'm friends Reading, with the, Pennsylvania. I'm friends with the with the person that manages a couple of those people. Okay. So so I could have a, you know. Yeah. I could have a talk with them too. Yeah, definitely. Let me know, and I would. I'll be honored to have them <laughs> on as well. But I, I was like shocked, like a hundred dollars for each one. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, 
like somebody's trying not to go out of their way to reach out to like maybe 10 people that I reached out to or whatever like to try well I mean yeah. I mean I could see it's it's their business you know their yeah. management business yeah. like I mean obviously they took a hit because of COVID in the yeah. last year or so so maybe it's their way of just trying to make up for like yeah. you know all that maybe all that money that they lost over the you know it's like their careers you know right. so Exactly. So I, I kind of get it, but you know, like it's, it's if we're a thirty-minute interview and it's given like free publicity and like you know, I like my last question, which I'll be asking you, was like you know, promoting anything you want to promote, social media or whatever. So like, no your, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, is, is promoting your your project? So it's like you know, take time out of your schedule type of thing. Yeah, but gotcha. we we know victim no more is you know, a Friday the 13th related type of film. It is a fan film. Um, mm -hmm. So are there any differences between this film and say the Friday the 13th franchise? And if so, what are they? Ooh, uh, that's a hefty question. That's a, <laughs> a lot. Um, I guess, am I comparing it to just Friday the 13th overall? The franchise? Yeah, I would say overall. Fans? Like like basically um, Friday the 13th premise, uh, you know, a mom avenging her son, kills a bunch of camp counselors to stop the camp opening. She dies. Her son is really not dead. He kills a bunch of camp counselors that have sex, do drugs, and all that stuff on his territory. Right, right. <laughs> uh, there are there are definitely a few differences. Okay. Um, you know, and, and as much of a story I can, I can tell in, like, it's going to be 40 to 45 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, so we're kind of talking, like, never hike alone territory. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, if it was feature length, mm -hmm. you would see it's a full-on Friday 13th movie. Right. But we had to keep the story, the tale, you know, like to a, you know, a tight, condensed kind of uh, story. Oh. But um, uh, differences. Um, I think there's more of a dramatic point of view on this because of the story itself about mm -hmm. kind of overcoming trauma yeah. and dealing with trauma and how it affects your children's lives and mm -hmm. you know there's kind of like that dramatic angle to it yeah. uh i mean of course it'll have characters talking about the jason legend and right. stuff like that and so like in that sense that part of the story is very much like the Friday the 13th movies okay um you're gonna have the characters like you know, going for a hike in the woods and, mm -hmm. and discussing the Jason, you know, legend and, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, once in a, you know, mm -hmm. teasing each other about once in a while, Jason pops up and, you know, yeah. and, and disappears again and, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, I mean, like I said, there'll, there'll definitely be the references to many of the films. Actually, it's pretty funny that the last time I went through the script and I actually recently just watched all 12 of the movies because mm -hmm. of the box set. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, Oh my God, I didn't realize how, how much I reference. I mean, there's subtle references, but like, yeah. I didn't realize I referenced basically every single one of those 12 movies. Right. Um, just with like little things here and there. I'm just like, well, this shot right here is mm -hmm. going to be like, from part two, like yeah. a certain angle. And uh, this line right here is kind of like the line in another mm -hmm. movie. And uh, 
was just like, oh my God. But it, it just shows how much it's in my blood yeah. that there are things in the script that I didn't realize are from the movies until I rewatched them. And I was like, oh my yeah. God. And there were some things in there that I'm just like, well, that's a little too on the nose. I got to change that a little yeah. bit. <laughs> you know, a fan, a fan out there might be like, I mean, you're going to have fans' opinions no mm -hmm. matter what. I mean, there's fans right. that won't even watch the fan films because it's not real. Yeah. It's not a real Friday 13th movie. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, you know, being horror fans or just genre fans overall, we're very picky about what yeah. we like and don't like. Yeah. Uh, one thing, like I could say, you know, yeah, and even I'm like picky about mm -hmm. things that I see in the fan films. Yeah, that I just don't want to do in mine. Um, yeah. Or it helps me kind of say like, well, I didn't care for that much in this fan film, so I'm not going to do that with mine. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's going to be people that watch mine and say, I, I didn't like what he did there. And I'm like, that's yeah, you know, terrible. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to do that in mind when I make mine. You know, it's gonna right. it's gonna be this cycle that goes on forever. Uh, yeah. Like like one example is that I wasn't crazy about. It seems like the majority of the fan films have the style of Jason from the 2009 reboot. Yeah, or like the Freddy versus Jason. Jason. Yeah. Like, it seems like, like, I don't know if in their way of thinking is like, are they trying to continue the franchise from that point, kind of, right. uh, from those last two movies? Or do they just really love that look? Right. Um, but I wasn't a big fan of like Jason wearing the jacket. Yeah. You know, like just yeah. that specific look. So I was like, well, I'm not going to do Jason in the jacket, you know, like yeah. just. It's a look that I'm just like, well, now every fan film that comes out, not everyone, but a lot of them, they'll like have that Jason in the jacket look. And I'm yeah. like, I, I've always I'm been a like, fan of Jason from part three, part four. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, like any, anywhere between those, those, those first seven movies, like yeah. I kind of like, I, I like all those looks. All yeah. those looks to me are like, you know, fun. So obviously I'm saying right here and now that I'm kind of gravitating towards like one of those looks right. or maybe a couple of those looks blended nice. in one, you know, nice. so that'd be awesome. That'd be a um, unique style, you know? Yeah. Well, it, I, I could definitely say this. It's a Jason, it's a Jason look we have not seen before. Okay. Uh, and, and that is because I'm blending a few of the looks. Nice. I, I like so. that idea. So that's one thing I could say that right. is different with my film than a lot of the other films. Awesome. awesome. Uh, something else. Actually, there's no smoking weed in the movie. <laughs> so, there's no doing drugs. Nice. Um, but there really wasn't any, you know, the part six didn't have any drugs actually part six didn't have any nudity or drugs yeah um and that's and that's looked to be like one of the top yeah. you know three or five yeah friday 13 movies like people love part six and it's yeah. like and that that also is one thing i kept in mind um, that when i was mm -hmm. brainstorming for victim no more i thought i'm like it's funny how much people love the 
you know, those stereotypes and yeah. things that are in the Friday 13th movies mm-hmm. um, or, or what they think they love in those movies. Like, right. oh, you have sex, uh, the nudity and mm-hmm. the doing drugs and stuff like that. Yeah. You, you, you have those, you die and everything. And mm-hmm. certainly there's a lot of that in mm-hmm. the franchise. But part six is so highly regarded as one of the best ones yeah. to many fans. Yeah. And it doesn't have like, well, it has sex. Yeah, but, but like it doesn't have any. Well, yeah, yeah, it doesn't have any nudity or. Yep. Like drugs, I don't think. Right. They asked Darcy DeMoss to do a topless, but they, she already signed her contract, and it was already too late for her to put that in, a, in an agreement for, I guess. That's right. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it would have changed the view of the entire movie anyway. I don't so, think so either. I mean, it, it, the movie was really good. Like, I mean, we didn't need, you know, to see a topless woman just to get, you know, like to be like, oh, this is so much better now. Like, it, it wouldn't have really changed anything. The yeah. only thing it would have changed is that it wouldn't be the only Friday the 13th without nudity for the most, for the most right. part. Right. And they also like, you know, they, they, they definitely like do their own thing in that movie, which yeah. I really enjoy. I mean, part six to me growing up was like my favorite one i love part six part four and six my favorite ones yeah um and they do a lot of like jason walking around during the day like with the paintball people and stuff like that it's like fun it's like it's like oh my god look at jason just (laughs) casually walking around during the day i I love that so that's something else i kind of kept in mind i was just like you know what i'm gonna have that in this script (laughs) you know nice um but um but and that's a, that's the thing, and I've talked about it on like uh, Greg's podcast and mm-hmm. a couple of other, other interviews and stuff. That I love. One of the things I do love about the franchise is that everybody has a completely different ranking of the Friday Thirteenth yeah. movies. Yeah. Where there's enough of them in the series to be like you can grab five or ten mm-hmm. fans, and they'll give you a completely different like ranking of their favorites to least favorites. And ones that they yeah. absolutely hate could be yeah. somebody else's favorite one. Like yeah. I love that about the project. Yeah. Like, like my we're, top, we're nightmare my top three. My top three. And a lot of people don't will uh, always argue. And Greg is one of them that always argues. And you'll know this from your interview. But Greg always argues. I have number three in my top three. At number three is Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven: The New Blood. Yeah, and Greg is not a big fan He's of that movie He's not a big fan all. of it, but I absolutely love that movie. And I think a reason why is because that was the very first horror film I've ever saw. So it's got that, like, that got me into the franchise and into horror. So that got me, like, so, to start. So it's sentimental. There's that nostalgic yep. feeling. I, yes. I have very nostalgic uh, feelings. for, And, it, and this is going to happen with, like, all movies that you grew up mm-hmm. with. So, you know, it doesn't mean that a lot of those movies are good. It just right. means that you it touched you in a way where you know you have strong feelings about it um like jason takes manhattan uh i have it's probably my least favorite in the franchise but i still watch it every year i do too the things that bother me about it still bother me but i just laugh about them (laughs) you know and like and like i like like there's things that i just absolutely hate in part eight but like i have such a strong feeling towards that movie because it was a movie my mom and I saw in the theater, mm-hmm. and we snuck into the theater. <laughs> we went to go see something else. I think it was Dream a Little Dream, nice. if I'm remembering correctly. And then after the movie, she was like, she was like, let's go sneak into Jason Takes Manhattan. I'm like, do you really want it? 
Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. And we we snuck into the movie, and we only missed like the first five minutes, so we just watched the entire movie, and it was just right. like, oh, this is so great. So I'm always going to have that memory attached to the movie, right. so it means something to me in Absolutely. that regards, not just it being a you know the next installment in Friday Thirteen movie. Absolutely. But like. Um, my top three. Well, what's the rest of your other? What's your? Oh, the, the other, other two, two? Um, is uh, part two and uh, part four. Yep. I part think you're gonna like victim no more. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I love uh, like almost every night before bed. Um, if I'm not having on like Friends or King of Queens or something like that, if I'm not in the mood for like a sitcom or whatever, I usually mm-hmm. I have um, all taped. I have the Screen Factory Blu-ray as well, but the Blu-ray is in this room, not in my bedroom. Um, but I wa- I always watch either part three or part four before bed every night, almost. If I'm not watching a sitcom, I'll put those on because I those three those like part. I love part three, like that one. Um, that mm-hmm. one's uh also I would say my top five. Um, but I always watch part three or part four before bed all the time. I don't know why I don't wow. watch part seven or part um or part two before bed. I don't know why, but like part three or part four are my i can go to sleep to this and have a good especially when it's thunderstorming at night and the lights are off and yeah sleep and i have put one of those on on my dvr and i'll watch it yeah yeah i i I, i'll tell you this i mean there's definitely references for part two four and seven in victim no more nice that's without a doubt and you'll know as soon as you see it yeah um but my my top three is like four six two nice like yeah and and any you know yeah four, four six two it, it would be when i was a kid it was six four two right uh but now part four turned out to be my favorite one right yeah like if you watch my friday the 13th rankings on my youtube channel like it's probably not like the top three I told you might not even be in the top three on that video because I didn't rank the video based on my personal preferences. I ranked mm-hmm. them based on story, body count, uh, blood and gore. Like I raised, ranked them on those type of aspects, not on what I like at this number or at that number. Like I wrote the top, like my top, whatever it was, top mm-hmm. 12 movies, like was literally based on the story of the movie, how Jason is, the deaths, like things like that. So like my number one, I'm pretty sure I still put his part four because I think part four is amazing character character development like it really i thought the character development in that was amazing like it really was and the deaths were even brutal and ted white was amazing as jason like it it just was good yeah and and that's that's another thing too that i wanted to put into my story because i look at part four and i say you know what so a bunch of these characters are so likable yeah like you know even though like teddy and jimbo are kind of like jerky guys um like they're fun to watch yeah and you know there's like a sweetness to some of the you know with with like jimbo and like a couple of the other characters you know uh so i kind of wanted to bring that into my script too with a couple of the characters i was just like you know what let me make these characters like real talking about real life things and make them just likable not just like almost what i feel like the later friday 13th movies right. do and i love those movies too yeah but like the later friday 13th movies almost feel like they're doing a parody on right like yeah they're like all cliche or, or now, what you do expect yeah, from nerd. characters like yeah or not only that but like the guy who's an asshole 
like being like a big time asshole, like just being yeah. exaggerated. Yes. And the guy who like needs to smoke that weed or we're not gonna yep. have fun, you know, like like yep. they become like a parody almost yeah. in like so it's kind of like I wanted to and then you're wondering also like would these people like hang out with each other? Like you don't even like see how right. they're they're even friends. Right. You know, like part you seven like is this. a very good example of that. Part seven, like all these people at this party are how are they friends? Melissa, the a snobby rich bitch. Yeah. Yeah, but, who the hell would be friends with her? <laughs> right. Like you have and then you oh, have like gosh. you have like the African American couple, like, you know, kind of like I guess you could say, quote, unquote, without being racist, the outcasts. Because really, like, you don't see them until, like, halfway to the movie, and they have, like, what, three scenes in the entire movie. So it's like, are they even, like, were they late to the party? Are they really friends? Like, you have that Maddie the nerd. You have Robin, like, the prom queen type of thing. You have uh, Russell, the rich guy that he's only there because he owns the freaking cabin. <laughs> right yeah. yeah and yeah exactly yeah the rich guy with the sweater I don't yes know. uh but i i think that was a case of actually i, I don't mind it so much in that movie because right. i think it's a case of they were the birthday boys friends good point and as we all know we all have groups of friends that yep. don't always intermingle so good point because it was michael's birthday they it's were like all they there. gathered these people yep. that don't yeah, so it's like, point. all right, well, we can let I, that slide. I, I forgive it for that. What's up? We can let that slide. <laughs> well, we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. Yeah. But then, I mean, the ones that seem like long-term friends, right? Like, you know, just like, why are these people hanging out? They, right. And then there's always like the, you know, the, the two friends that like are just nasty to each other, and yeah. they're fighting about stupid stuff. And I'm like, well, right. especially in part eight really do that with my friends right especially in part eight because like tamara tamara the the prom queen and uh kelly who's character eva like why are they friends like i i get it but like eva didn't want to do a lot of the stuff that tamara wanted to do pushing rainy in the waters doing the coke or whatever it was like yeah man, maybe kelly hughes character was insecure and didn't have any other friends so right she, she was so, so, i, so, I think it was a, i think it was an idea of say we're getting deep into friday 13th now in characters but i think it was a case of tamara is you know the popular prom queen girl right. and, and Eva wanted to do that she can control oh, kelly hugh good point so she has a dominance thing as you can good see point. when she tries to flirt with the the teacher and everything that's a good point good point so so it's a it's a dominating See, I can get into the psychology of yeah <laughs> we have to characters. have a we definitely have to have like obviously outside the interview but have like a really in-depth conversation about this friday the 13th stuff and if you haven't spoke to troy elke oh my god he uh he was on my show he was my longest interview like two and a half hours but he went in depth with the with uh like you know the theories behind, that he has of friday the 13th from one through 12 and what all the characters are doing nowadays like he was really i love that yeah. I love that. That's that's great. It was my no, longest hopefully. interview, but it, it, and I never had an interview like over that over two hours for sure. Most of my interviews like are between like you know thirty minutes, forty minutes, maybe yeah. fifty to an hour at the most. Um, but I like think we're coming up on an hour now, maybe I think so. This but is, yep. But the next question, to... I, Go ahead. Go ahead. So, sorry. Uh, the next question I do have: um, Are are you going to be filming at a summer camp? Uh, we will be filming at a camp that is no longer 
running. Okay. Um, this was one of the bumps in the road that we had throughout uh, pre-production was, right. and again, it had something to do with what we talked about earlier about mm -hmm. the people not responding to me. Okay. So, you know, at first before COVID, they were all about it. And I actually talked to them on the phone and they said, yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll use these great derelict cabins that we have. And, mm -hmm. you know, it shouldn't be a problem. Then COVID hit and then I couldn't get in touch with them. So I was like, all right, well, maybe they're not at the campsite or at the, mm -hmm. the office where you can contact them. So I was like, all right, I'll let it go for a few months. Uh, plus, I had to postpone the entire project an entire year. Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, so... But they have been so awful in responding that, I mean, everything's fine now, but yeah. for like almost a year, they were impossible in just responding to an email, uh, yeah. many emails. I would, I would, I started sending them like weekly, just mm -hmm. like resending yeah. uh, and they just would not respond. Um, so we figured out a way around that. <laughs> um yeah, and we got in touch with them, and nice. now everything's good to go. Because awesome. uh, those cabins were so beautifully destroyed, and the way they looked, I'm like, I need to use these cabins. Yeah. Um, so, so I didn't care, like, what what it was going to be. Like, yeah. like, if it turned out to be straight-up guerrilla style, just showing up during the week at some point and just shooting right. it, that that's how it was going to be. So yeah. I needed to, I needed to use this location uh, because, and then I had like a backup, um, you know, idea that I was going to use. Mm -hmm. I was going to try to use somebody's barn or something. Yeah. And so the characters would have come across that, right. uh, but it just would not have the same effect as those cabins. Yeah. Uh, but, and again, they look like, like East coast in the woods right. of New York cabins you know yeah. so so i'm like well i, I really got to use these absolutely yeah that, that's awesome so the last question i got for you i'm going to throw it into a two-part oh my god last question i could talk for another hour i know oh. you can <laughs> but let me I let me try to backtrack to make sure i didn't like forget anything yep but i don't know but go <laughs> ahead last question i got for you so do you have an anticipated anticipated release date for victim no more and where can the listening and viewing audience uh view it once it's released and outside of victim no more any other projects that you have in the works or social medias that you would like to plug uh nothing else that i'm going to be working on okay. uh you know just, just this film just victim no more and right. you could Find us on Instagram at VNM mm -hmm. underscore 2020, which is when the original release was supposed right. to be. But, um, and Facebook, you can find us on Facebook, Friday 13th. Uh, oh, no, no, it doesn't say Friday 13th fan film. Eh, it's victim. If you type in victim, okay. the more, you'll see, you'll see the... Awesome you know, the, the teaser poster awesome. and you'll be able to find it. There is another victim, no more website on Facebook. That's like a survivor's group or something, <laughs> but, um, which this movie kind of like discusses that because Robbie's parents are survivors. So right. it does have something to do with that. Awesome. Uh, but nothing else I'm promoting. The only thing I would promote it, 
when this is successful, I'm not saying if this is successful because it, I think it definitely will be when. because of who I have involved in it with the cameos yes. and everything, of course. Awesome. Uh, but I think it'll just turn out really well. Yeah. Um, and it'll, you know, it's going to get a lot of views on YouTube and everything. Mm -hmm. So when it is successful, we will have like merchandise and stuff where I'm actually mm -hmm. having uh, my uh, website creator coming over in a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, in about an hour, and we're going to work on the website and everything. And that okay. should be up probably at the end of the summer, you okay. know, definitely when we premiere it. Yeah. Uh, because it'll be on YouTube, it'll be on Vimeo, and it'll be on the website. That's, That's where we're going to premiere it. And it's expect that. I think mid-November, sometime in November. Okay. I was going to say November 13th, but... That was last year. Yeah, that was last year. Like, <laughs> let's say let's say in November sometime is so, the goal. So we can't expect it to, to be done and released by August 13th? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so wish. That would be... Yeah, it's the only... Right? December doesn't have a Friday 13th, does it? uh let me i, can, I don't, I don't know what I'm i can put check i mean because if that's the case then i would push it off to december 13th but i don't want to push it off any longer than it needs to be it does not all right so then yeah, we're still going to shoot for like november when it's yeah. done and premiere Friday's uh we will premiere Friday. it at a couple of theaters for family and friends yeah the next Friday the 13th after august is may of next year yeah i'm not waiting that long <laughs> It's, it's like it's funny because when I started promoting the movie, it was a 40th anniversary love letter to the series, yeah. uh, and you could still see that written mm -hmm. here and there, and on the Indiegogo site yeah. and um, on the Facebook page. Like you, you could yeah. see it says 40th anniversary love letter, right? And you know that was supposed to be for last year. Right now, it's just a love letter to part two, also. Yeah. You know, so because <laughs> so, of being now so yeah. um but if i was going to promote something um i would promote that when this is successful uh i do have two sequel ideas okay that uh will be a continuation but also different than this okay. one awesome. uh, and i wouldn't go past three it would just be yeah uh, a trilogy of films and um, I, I can't say if they would still also be short films, yeah. but, um, most likely, okay. uh, the tales that I want to tell are very, you know, small, awesome. but relevant, yes. you know, so, and Friday 13 fans, I think will really awesome love what I'm going to be doing. Um, I hope, I, at least I hope to be, because yeah. you can, you can never predict fans and what they right. like. Just like, you know, you love part seven, yep. millions of fans love part seven, but you know, like Greg doesn't like part seven right. or like many of my fans like hate part seven. So it's yep. like, so you're going to have like that 50, 50 yep. of the fans, Absolutely. you know, like so I always go back to that. I love that those movies are just ranking. Awesome. Yeah. You know, the ranking is out of control. Yeah. As opposed to like Halloween where everybody loves the first one. Yeah. That's just the best. Yeah. And then and then it goes off into a different direction after that. Absolutely. Same with Nightmare on Elm Street. 
I definitely can't wait to see it. Um, but I do thank you for joining me, Bobby. Um, I do have to unfortunately wrap it up. I have uh, 15 minutes to get ready because I have yep. to be on set at one o'clock to film and it's 11 o'clock now and it's about an hour and a half drive and all that. But uh, I do thank you so much for joining me. It was, I, I, hey, I met you in person. You're a super, super cool guy in person. Thank you for now. having me. Yep. And I'm glad that you can uh, make time for this interview. I truly appreciate it. And I absolutely look forward to seeing Victim No More. Uh, thank you so much. I really yeah. appreciate that. And we'll definitely do this again after the film is released. And I, Absolutely. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear all the fans' thoughts. Absolutely. You know? I would love to be so uh, we'll happy one again. again. Absolutely. Excellent. Yep. You have a great right. day. You too. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye.